Hey, how's it going, Lakeland? This is Chad McLeod, one of your city commissioners. I appreciate you tuning in to a view from Lakeland City Hall. It's been a few weeks since I've been on the podcast. Had a number of things going on, but I'm back. This is Thursday, April 7th when I'm recording this, and I want to do a recap of Monday's meeting. Some of the things that we talked about there, I uh, want to cover the presentation that was done by the police department about some of the technology that they are working to roll out. There's some exciting things happening at LPD. I will talk about the Lake Miriam apartment proposal and the things that were discussed and where we are with that. And then I want to talk a little bit about duck hunting on Lake Parker. You may have seen some of the coverage and uh, things that we have been talking about as a commission. So a lot of things happening in the city of Lakeland. And I often get the question, how are things at the city? And do you like it? Uh, you enjoy serving? And yes, I, I do. I, we hop from one issue to another. There is always something on our radar, something that is happening that uh, there's complexity. Oftentimes there's controversy or, or neighborhood opposition to something that is going on, especially now as we're in this period of, of growth, of rapid growth within the city of Lakeland, Polk County, Florida in, in general, just seeing tremendous population growth and demand for housing and all that, that goes into that. And so um, it, it makes it interesting. These are interesting times to serve in local government and some of the issues that we are grappling with is what I'll say. I think that's a good word, grapple. We are trying to make the best decision with a lot of different interest in play at any given time. So with that, I, before I get into the issues, I did want to give a shout out to Lakeland Electric. So I'm wearing a Lakeland Electric shirt today, but uh, on Sunday, we came home from church Sunday and sometimes Sunday morning, it was windy and there was a tree limb that fell on the power line in our backyard and it was just hanging. It was a pretty good sized limb, but it, it was hanging from the line just right so it, it couldn't fall off. And, and I uh, probably should not have done this, but I took my son's soccer ball to see if I could knock it down and, and get the limb to fall down and it was unsuccessful after a few attempts at that. I thought, let me, I need to call someone, a professional who knows what to do here. So I called Lakeland Electric, and I got their uh, customer service representative who you can get through if you've got a down power line or a limb on a line. And, uh, you know, it's a Sunday. And I don't, when I call a city department or, or uh, contact someone at the city, I don't contact them as a commissioner. I just called as Chad. I'm a resident, and I've got this power uh, line that's got a limb on it, and it's hanging down low enough. This is what uh, concerned me is that one of the kids, I felt like they jumped high enough, they could have touched this limb and just seemed to be a safety issue. So the guy said, yes, we'll get someone out probably an hour or so. And it was 15 minutes at most. And uh, the guy's pulling up in uh, the driveway and uh, the technician who came out just super friendly and, and uh, professional. And he not only got that limb down, but he saw another one on another line that was up higher and was got that one down too. And just um, the customer service that he provided. And, and I was proud of that, not just because I'm a city commissioner, but living in Lakeland and having our own utility. And it, it was everything you would expect. And I think more on a weekend um, to have someone come out and get this problem taken care of. So a shout out to the, the tech who came out to, to our house. And I just know that they do really good work throughout the utility. And I hope to have someone on a view from Lakeland City Hall soon from Lakeland Electric just to talk about some of the, the activities and, and developments and things that are going on uh, in their world these days. 
But let's talk about Monday's meeting. And on Monday, we led off with a presentation from the police department. It's common to have a presentation from one of our city departments to, to kick off the meeting. I joked with Chief Garcia and his team at the beginning of the meeting. I said, you guys, you got a full house for your presentation. Everyone's interested in, in the technology that you're talking about. And probably 98% of the people in the room were there to talk about uh, the Lake Miriam apartment proposal, but it made a good audience for the chief and, and his team. And they talked about some of the technologies that they are, uh, they've been working on for a long time and getting ready to roll out on their dispatch system side and, and some of the things that they have going on there. Uh, the um, other part of their presentation was an update on body cameras and, and the technology package that comes along with uh, the cameras that we approved uh, in last year's budget cycle and we've uh, approved a final contract with Axon. That's the company that makes this technology. And what's impressive to me, and this is something as we went through this process, it's much more than just body cameras. And while that's a key piece of the package, the overall deal, it includes tasers that are integrated with the body cameras. It is a digital evidence management system. And our assistant police chief, Hans Lehman, really covered this and uh, talked about how it, it will allow our police officers to capture video and uh, pictures on their phone and upload this into the to a cloud system in the field instantly, something that they currently don't have the ability to do. Uh, citizens. So if they're people who capture evidence or they have phone, if they have pictures or videos on their phone as well, they can be given a link uh, to, to upload uh, those, those items directly. And again, we just, today we can, I think we can get that evidence, but it takes longer. Uh, it's more labor intensive than, than what this will uh, allow us to do. We will also have in-car uh, video systems, so the you know, uh, ability to uh, record video from uh, the dashboard of, of the police car, and we currently have that. Um, it's kind of a standalone technology. These cameras will be integrated with everything else in this package. And so I just, as the more I hear about it, the more impressed I am with the technology side. And I think it really gives our police department better tools for policing and it makes their job more efficient. I know there's some training, uh, it's probably putting it lightly, that has to go into all of this uh, to get everyone up to speed and, and things integrated into daily police department operations, policies and procedures. The police department is working on that right now. Chief Lehman talked about the, I think it's the um, Association of Police Chiefs, I don't know, the International Association of Police Chiefs, uh, a large organization that has guidelines and sample policies and resources for law enforcement agencies that are adding body cameras to their operations. And how do you do that? How do you roll that out? What are the policies uh, for you know, collecting that footage when the cameras are on? What do the situations look like when they're public records request and redacting information and all of that? And so they will be leaning on uh, that association and other agencies that have already gone down this road. So it was a good update. And I think uh, it was encouraging to hear that they are on track to, to have body cameras and this technology package in operation by the end of the year. And that's ahead of schedule from what they had, had thought initially. So it's great work by our police department and look forward to hearing more on that in the near future. So the hot topic of Monday's meeting was the development proposal for apartments, uh, an apartment complex on Lake Miriam Drive. And this is one that has been making its way through the process. And Monday was the public hearing. It, it's usually the final stop 
in a development proposal like this. Uh, when it's already gone through the planning and zoning board, uh, we uh, have had a first reading, which is really just where uh, the city attorney reads the title of the ordinance, of the proposal. We don't have any public discussion on it. And then we get to this public hearing phase. Our, uh, the outcome on, on Monday, and a, the reporter for LakelandNow.com described it as a non-decision decision, and we voted to continue the item. So we did not take a vote uh, to approve or to, to deny this proposal, but we voted uh, to come back at another time and hear it again. So there's a lot going on with this proposal. You've probably heard about it, that it is uh, the, there's 12 acres along Lake Miriam Drive. If you're uh, headed toward South Florida Avenue, so if you go down Cleveland Heights, take a right, go uh, toward the Publix and South Florida Avenue, it's 12 acres that's on your right. There's currently nothing on it, so it's vacant land. This land is part of a larger parcel. It, it is zoned uh, for commercial development today, uh, along with you know the Publix shopping plaza, the, the grocery store, the shops and restaurants and things that are in that Lake Miriam Plaza, uh, all the way up to uh, the PDQ on the north side of the property. All of that is part of the same uh, planned unit development, a PUD is what it's called. The request before us is to change uh, what is currently zoned commercial on this 12 acres and allow it to be changed to multifamily zoning and that would allow an apartment complex uh, to be built on this site. The request is for a 244-unit apartment complex. The proposal was for two of the buildings to be four stories high, and four of them would be three stories. And in a process like this, you have uh, the, it begins with the presentation from our city staff, from our community and economic development staff, giving their recommendations, their rationale, how they arrived at the proposal that is before us uh, it, during the meeting. Then you have um, presentations and testimony from what we call the applicant. So that is the developer. Uh, in this case, it's a land use attorney who is hired by the developer. That is common in, in many of the cases, almost all of them, I think, that I've seen. You have a land use attorney who is representing the developer before the commission. And then usually uh, that developer also brings um, civil engineer. And in this case, we had a traffic engineer to talk about the traffic study and the impact to Lake Miriam Drive from um, an apartment complex like this. There was a another planner, somebody from the developer's uh, team talking about just the planning components of an apartment complex such as this one. And then after that, uh, it opens up to public comment. And as I mentioned earlier, the, the room was full of people who wanted to comment on this proposal and their strong residential objection to, to this one. And uh, it took a long time. The meeting from beginning to end was from, it started at 9 a.m. and we ended at about two. And I think four of the five hours uh, were taken up by this issue alone. And so there's a lot, as I said, that, that's going on with this. One of the things that I think it's, and our city attorney reminds us and the public of this often, is that when we are hearing these requests for rezoning, development proposals, the commission is acting as a quasi-judicial board. What does that mean? It means that essentially we're acting as a court in this setting, that our job, according to the law, is to hear the evidence that's, that is presented. It's all on the record uh, that's presented at the hearing and base our decision on what is called competent and substantial evidence. And so that, you know, trying to weigh those factors of, uh, you know, is, the, is this consistent with what we call 
the comprehensive plan. That's the document that guides land use and development and zoning in the city of Lakeland. And so that's what we heard our staff speak to, uh, their perspective on it. Uh, you know, it's challenging, and I mentioned this, when you have, and this isn't the first time we've had a, a scenario like this, but you have uh, one side and staff and uh, other subject matter experts saying this is consistent with your city's comprehensive plan, your land development codes, and this is a good project. And then you have another side that says this is inconsistent with your comprehensive plan. It's not compatible uh, and, it, and it should be denied. And so that puts us as the commission as the body to make that decision. And so there were a lot of questions, as you can imagine. There are a lot of questions about compatibility. There are questions about traffic and things that I think we're trying to uh, sort through and arrive at a decision. There were questions about density. That was one of the things that led to a motion to continue this, just to uh, come back at another time. Uh, the mayor and some of the commissioners asked the developer, would you be willing to consider a, a lower density or uh, go back to the drawing board in terms of the height of the building? You've got two that are four stories high. Would you be willing to consider uh, capping uh, the height at three stories. And, and the developer said, yes, we're willing uh, to go back and look at our options and see what we can come up with. And so that was kind of the driving force behind uh, the continuance, the non-decision decision. So we don't know yet. At this point, this is Thursday, April 7th, when I'm recording this. We don't have a date for when that next hearing will be. Uh, but I expect the same, that the room will be full. There's a lot of interest in this project. Uh, as there should be. I, I think it's uh, Commissioner Madden said at the end of the meeting that these meetings are her favorite types of meetings. I don't know that I'm, I would go that far for me, uh, but I understand what she's saying in that you see the public input. You see neighbors and uh, the passion and the engagement from the community. And there are a lot of meetings where the crowd is slim and there, are, there aren't a lot of people in the audience and we're not really sure how many people are out there watching, but this one we knew. We had a, um, a full crowd and a lot of people who were watching. I had a friend who I talked to uh, the morning after that meeting who lives nearby in that area and he said, I wasn't there, but I was live streaming it and I was watching and just had a lot of questions and we've fielded a lot of emails on, on this one. We have people uh, many times who will email and say, I just want you to vote no. Can you commit to voting no? And I always reply back and, and just remind people that in, in this case, our our role is that of a, a judicial board. It's called a quasi-judicial board, but we are to remain open, reserve our final opinion until we get to that public hearing. And that can be, I, I know that's hard. I think sometimes that's hard for um, people to, uh, it, it's nuanced and it's hard to understand that that is the role of the commission. Some of you who've been following this for a long time and, and these types of proposals, you, you understand that and you know kind of the deal is when we get into this, but stay tuned. We'll see what happens as we get to, to the next hearing. I do, uh, you know, I commend our staff for the, the amount of work that they do on these things because it takes a lot to get a proposal like this to the commission and it's hours and hours of work that goes on behind the scenes that a lot of people just don't see. And so I, you know, shout out to uh, the, the community development staff that, that works um, very diligently to get these proposals and other items before the commission. And they'll, they'll continue to work between now and, and that next public hearing. The other issue that I wanted to talk about on this episode is duck hunting on Lake Parker. You may have seen the coverage that's been um, going on about that issue. So at the end of January, there were people duck hunting on the southwest 
side of Lake Parker uh, and residents woke up one morning and heard gunshots and were startled and, and I think surprised that people can legally hunt that close to a residential area. And so that has led to a, a push from some of our residents to um, create some restrictions on duck hunting on Lake Parker. It, it is the, the process for doing that. Uh, it's, it's governed by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. And uh, there are only a handful of examples. There are four in the state of Florida that have, where we've seen uh, what's called a restricted hunting area, an RHA. And the city of Castleberry uh, went this route, similar but maybe different situation in that, you know, like Parker, those are state waters. Uh, they are not city. Uh, in Castleberry, I believe it was city lakes and, and city-owned uh, and accessed property. So, like, Parker's a little bit different, but... Um, you know, I, I have been, if you followed this, I have said a couple of things. I think for me, I think this issue belongs with Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. They are the, the entity, the governing body that regulates hunting in the state of Florida, hunting and fishing. And I think that is how it should be. Even hearing recently our assistant city attorney who was walking through some of his research and the things that he has found about duck hunting and attempts to regulate it, it's nuanced. And I I can see why cities struggle in this area because we are not the authority on hunting and, and duck hunting. I deer hunt, haven't done it in a long time, but I grew up deer hunting. And, and so I, and even I don't, I was talking to somebody, uh, uh, talking to a duck hunter about this issue. And there are things that I don't know about uh, the, the world of duck hunting. And so to try and create policies or regulations on that as, as a city commission, to me, that's that's not for us to do. And I have concerns about restricting legal hunting as defined by fish and wildlife. I understand the residents' concerns and, and we want to be mindful of those and as their representatives knowing that, hey, this is, is a concern that some of our, our neighbors, our residents have, um, but realizing that this is, it's hunting, that the hunters, as it's been described to me, were, were hunting legally. I think it, one of the things that I said in, in a meeting recently is if I had my pick, I would not choose for hunters to be you know, in that part of Lake Parker, close to residential areas. So hopefully this is something that the different groups involved can can work together on and, and come to some understanding of, hey, we in the state of Florida, as I kind of step back from just Lakeland and Lake Parker, we continue to see, as I mentioned earlier, massive growth and development. And I think you will see other examples of tension between uh, duck hunters and uh, residents, and so how do how do we coexist in that? The state that has a deep history uh, of of hunting and people enjoying uh, the outdoors and wildlife and and taking waterfowl and and being able to preserve that and respect it, but at the same time, uh, knowing that there are people who um, can be concerned when when hunting is is close to their neighborhood. And, and how do we how do we move forward in that? So stay tuned. I, again, I think you'll you'll see more. We're not in duck hunting season right now. It ended at the end of January. It doesn't pick back up again until the fall. So uh, it's just something that's been a topic of conversation at the city commission meetings. I think I will stop here today. I'm I'm right at 20 minutes. There are other items I could cover because I, as I said, it's been a while since I've been here in the podcast studio. I uh, was able to uh, come into the catapult studio today. I usually record at In Focus, especially when I'm doing interviews, but um, at Catapult, it's another great podcast studio in town, uh, and I appreciate the ability to uh, use this space. This weekend is sun and fun, and the 
Uh, today's a rainy day, but I, I think it's going to be a good weekend for air shows, and I know this is a fun time for our city, and it's it's an event that thousands and thousands of people are attending and just great for Lakeland. So enjoy sun and fun. Thunderbirds, welcome to Lakeland. Excited to see the show this weekend. Have a great weekend and week ahead, everyone. I'll see you back again soon.